Greetings from New York City. I'm Peace Isagon. I'm Tim Cox. And we're from Redeemer City to City. We're talking with staff and friends of City to City around the world as we all try to figure out together how to respond wisely and faithfully to the global COVID-19 pandemic. As of March 15th, churches around the world were advised against or legally prohibited from meeting in person. So one question everybody was asking around the world was how can we be the church if we can't gather together in person? This week, people are asking even more questions as it becomes clear that many of these restrictions against gathering might last several weeks or even longer. In this episode, we're talking with One Magatle, who is the lead pastor of Rooted Fellowship in Pretoria, South Africa. He is also the network director of Acts 29 Southern Africa. He is married to Confidence and they have two daughters. In this part two of our conversation, One discusses the spiritual life of a leader, what family looks like, stories of hope from Pretoria, and prayer requests for both him and for City to City. Thanks for listening. I heard what you said about like, you know, encouraging the community, serving the community. I'm curious about where you and your fellow leaders are going for encouragement during this time, because a lot of things have shifted. So chances are you've gotten busier. Um, So how are you as a staff encouraging each other? Uh, What are some ways that you're plugging into city to city? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And you're absolutely right. In a time like this, it's so easy to, um, you know, put your head down and just work, 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 work. And um, and so one of the ways that we're making sure that we stay connected is uh, we have a weekly uh, staff meeting. Um, we were doing this before COVID-19. Uh, we've just moved that online. And, um, and so we're connecting every Monday. Uh, we're talking, we're checking in with one another. Uh, we're also connected to other groups um, that we're walking with. We were walking with them before this. And so we've continued that. Um, and so those rhythms surprisingly have just kind of stayed. Um, you know, we've had to become very creative because it can become uh, labor intensive and sometimes a little bit like, ah, oh, you know, I've got to jump on that, um, you know, social media platform or whatever it is and and talk to those people. It, it It's just a drag in the midst of, of everything that we're going through. And so we're, we're being creative about how we do things. We're sending voice notes. Um, you know, we're sending pictures and uh, we're telling stories and and so that's fun um but but it's tough i think even when i think about it for myself i shared it with our staff team uh this previous week just saying you know we we go around and we do this thing where we say you know what's your what's your profile picture if you had a profile picture what would it be um because I, I shared mine and then i said um right now i feel like and it's weird this is going to sound super weird um because i live in south africa and i actually wasn't I was pretty young when 9/11 happened, um, but I do remember it. It was pretty significant. I mean, it was a, it was a, even though it happened in New York, a worldwide event. Um, but I told the guys, I feel like I'm a firefighter um, in the midst of 9/11. Uh, I, I just feel like I'm constantly running into a building coming out, running into a building coming out, um, trying to you know bring people out, bring out wreckage, whatever. It's just, it just feels like things are just constantly happening all the time um, and I've just got to be on top of things and um, and so I'm having this conversation with these guys and, I, and I'm asking them you know I'd be really interesting to figure out what happened to many of those firefighters after after everything settled down and uh, did some reading and um, I, I realized it wasn't a good thing um, my understanding is that many of them many of them died of lung cancer um, but to, to finish the analogy 
is, uh, as I was just saying to the guys, if I continue at this pace, and, and I'm not just thinking for myself, but I'm thinking for some of our leaders and, and thinking for other leaders in different churches who I know are grinding. Um, but if we continue at this pace, if we don't, if we don't figure out a, a, a healthy rhythm, um, then, then it, will, it will not end well for us post this. I think I, wouldn't be, I, I really wouldn't be surprised that if after all of this, you, we find a lot of leaders, a lot of pastors just going, hey, I need a, I need a timeout. Um, and and some just going, hey, I need a, I need an exit. Um, I am exhausted. Um, so, so I think it's it's that's kind of where we are at the moment, and we're just taking stock of that. And I need to take stock of our leaders as well, who are. I mean, some of our, some of our people are working well into the night, into the early mornings, to make sure that we're able to have something ready for a Sunday or something during the week. And and I'm while I'm thankful for them, and I understand that in the midst of uncertainty and chaos you know there'll be a little bit of that but we need to be careful that we don't make that the normal um and i i have a tendency to do that that's kind of one of my weaknesses is that in the midst of chaos i figure it out and but then i just make it normal and so after the chaos i'm still continuing at that pace i I will eventually burn out do you have any like stories that happened like in your church any like stories of uh hope or encouragement so there's a family in our church. They started coming about a year ago, I think. Just a really bad place. Um, I mean, they're a phenomenal f- family, but like parents have passed away and um, they've got kids and there's stories behind that. And um, and they they didn't have um, running water and, and, and lights um, for long, three, four years. And so we've just been trying to love on them. And so when the 21-day lockdown happened, it was like, oh, you know that this changes a lot for them, um, but seeing the community group that they're in, just like love on them and continue to love on them even in this time, is one of it's it's incredible, man. It's it's phenomenal, and um, and then just as a church, as you know, just trying to love on them and care for them as well. Um, so that's that's been super super encouraging. I would love to hear how you're dealing with this, like as as a dad and as a you know. In, in your house with your kids uh and as a husband i am married to an incredible woman um and and i really really mean that because um remember i said i i came back from paris um and went straight into self-isolation and then at the end of that self-isolation i had one day where i could i could you know drive around and sort out stuff and then the next day we went into a 21 day lockdown so so my wife has just been a, a true champion um just loving on us and uh, trying to figure out you know h- how to do all of this and how to you know while her husband is locked up in a room because you know it's the right thing to do we felt like it was us being a good neighbor um though i felt like i was super healthy it's like but i might i might be carrying and so i don't want to expose the the vulnerable so um, so we, it feels like we've been in this a little bit longer than maybe where we are as a country. Um, but, but my wife has been phenomenal and just a, a trooper and our, our kids are, are great. We're all healthy. We're all good. Um, sure. I think we're, we're getting tired of, of being in our home and not being able to go out and the kids miss their friends. And, um, you know, there's, you realize a lot of things when your kids are at home the whole time. Um, one is how much they eat which is shocking. They, they wake up 
on 100 and they go to bed on 100. It's like they don't ease into anything. Um, there's no winding down. There's nothing. It's like, go to bed. It's like, I'm still partying. And then their eyes shut and then they go to bed. It's like, that doesn't make sense. So, so that can be sometimes frustrating, but it's revealing a lot. It's revealing um, that we need to work on our patients. It's uh, and revealing that we have control issues. Um, so we're gospeling ourselves through all of this. Uh, we're trying to catch ourselves um, before the thing runs wild and our hearts go to places that they shouldn't. Um, and then we're being reminded um, that man, we have so much. Uh, and so we're trying to practice a heart of being grateful and thankful. Um, that there are people who have significantly less than what we have. And, um, and, and so we pray for them and we, we trying to figure out how to love on them. And, and then in the midst of that, we're saying, God, thank you for where you have us. It's by grace. Um, so, so I'm doing well as a father, um, doing well as a husband, we're doing well as a family, uh, definitely thinking and processing a lot of things as a pastor. Like there's no, there's no hiding that like this is, it's changed a lot. And, and so I'm recognizing there's a lot of need to think through and pray through and, and um, process. So, so we'll see how that journey goes. But when you're talking about uh, your, your youngest, how old is your youngest? Three years old. Yeah, Three, yeah. Because the chances of a three-year-old remembering this in like 15 years in detail is pretty low, but the chances are you're going to remember this for a long time. Um, so I'm just curious about how this, how you can see this impacting you know, the way that you approach parenting, but not just parenting, but even like how the church structure is imagining caring for other people's children, you know, um, moving forward, just because there'll be so many and they might not remember this, but you know, we will. I think moments like this tend to expose where we are lacking in our parenting. Um, so if you think about South Africa, for a lot of families, for the 21 days, they are to some degree going to have to have breakfast, lunch, and supper with their families. Um, now, how they do that would look different from house to house, but you're in the same building, you're in the same house, uh, you're in the same apartment, the same flat, which for many of us, and, and I talk about the context that I serve in, um, we have people who are highly competent, highly educated. Um, and so they grind, when they work, they grind late nights, early mornings. Um, and and now you're like, well, I can wake up early, but my kids are going to be here. Um, I can go to bed late, uh, but my kids, you know, they're here. And and it's, it's changing your mindset from this is incredibly frustrating because I can't get any work done to, um, man, how do I, how do I spend time with my kid? Or is it revealing that I actually don't spend time with my kid? So when I talk to a lot of families in our church, you know, and we talk about like how things are going and we ask about like how the kids, um, literally every single one, I can't think of one that said some said differently was, oh, it's tough. It's, you know, it's challenging. It's crazy. It's chaotic, but our kids are loving it. Like our kids are having the best time of their lives. And that's because it's like, yeah, it's cause it's cause we're present. You know what I mean? Like we're here and, uh, and, and so my kid watches me, like my three-year-old is going, okay, so when my dad opens up his laptop outside, he's working. Okay, what does that mean? And so I'm having these conversations with the three-year-old. What does my work mean? What does, you know what I mean? And, and so I think, we don't see it now, but I, I really believe it's going to shape 
our children. Um, it's going to have an impact on how they parent because because right the right now is revealing a lot about a lot about us. And and I'm hoping that on the other side of this, for me, and let me speak for myself now. I would go. I need to. I need to spend more time with my kids. I actually need to shut down. Uh, the fact that I'm watching movies with my kids is, I mean, it, it's you see it in their faces when, like, I put on the movie. This was in the beginning. It's now become the norm. But um, I put on a movie, and then I would sit down on the couch. They'd look at me and be like, "So you, so you're gonna stay." Like you're not gonna just turn the TV on for us and then leave. You're actually gonna be present with us. Um, that was it was tough for me, like to realize, like, oh, man, I I I have some serious deficiencies here in my parenting. Um, you know, devotionals with my with my family. Um, it's it's one thing to to quickly go through it. It's a whole nother thing to go. We'll go through it quickly. But why? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> so let's just milk it. Let's sit here and, and talk about it. Um, uh, one last thing. One last thing. Um, and this is connected to what we're doing as a church. So because we've, we've simplified everything, we haven't gone the um, plug and play. You know, you from start to finish, everything is online. You know, the, the call to worship, the, the worship music component of it the like we haven't done that we've literally broken it down very similar to um tim what, what you guys are doing at your church I actually copied a lot of well in the kingdom of god we don't call it copying we call it collaborating so we collaborated um but what it's done for our families is that it's um it's to some degree forced uh, a lot of folks just to lead in their homes, a lot of fathers to lead in their homes, because now I have to literally walk through the liturgy. Um, so on a Sunday, it was like, I show up, I sit down, and someone, the people in front will do everything. Now it's like, okay, um, it says there that we need to read the call of worship. Okay, who's going to do that? Okay, I will assign you. Okay, great. Um, and you walk through it, and, and you get to the kids' part, and it's like where our children's discipleship um, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal department in our church led by an incredible woman with an incredible team. Um, we would literally send our kids out. It's like, well, it's time for kids' church. All right, cheers. I mean, you could see parents so happy, can't wait for the kids to leave. And and now we're having to do those lessons with our children. Um, and so I'll go, because I preach, um, and I'm not particularly a fan of watching myself preach. So what I'll do is I'll say, you know, to my wife, hey, confidence, you can, you watch the sermon. Uh, we'll we'll walk through the service together. Um, and then I'll go, you you watch the sermon. I'm going to go take the kids and we're going to go do the crafts, which is something I would have never done um, because I was either preaching on a Sunday or serving somewhere in, in, the, in the hall, in the gathering. So, so I think just that is, is shaping the way that we parent our children. And, and our children are going to be exposed to something that I think many of us never had. And, and my hope is that that would leave somewhat of a legacy um, that, you know, two, three, four, or five generations later, they're doing something radically different because of a pandemic. I mean, think about that for a moment, right? Like they're doing something biblical because of a pandemic. Um, man, that's, that's a God moment. So... How can we pray for you? A couple things. Um, you know, the the one is that because of the massive dis disparity 
in our country um, between the rich and the poor. Uh, um, I'm praying that once we get over this, that those who had the ability to go digital and move everything digital, that they wouldn't see that as, okay, well, now we don't need to be around people. We can just do that. And it's like, no, no, no. God has, has beautifully designed us for fellowship. Um, and while, while I think we've learned a lot and we'll be able to do a lot of innovative and really cool things, um, we still need that human touch. And so, and so pray, praying for that. And then praying um, for those who are on the other end, um, pray that, that in the midst of this, that, that, that God would provide for them. Um, through through other churches that do have the means and through other people that do have the means um, and, and that they too would also come out on the other end stronger, better um, and continuing to do what God has called them to do. So so that's a, that's a huge one. The other one is um, that God would use this time to dismantle the prosperity gospel. Um, the prosperity gospel thrives on gatherings. You know, they, they thrive on having people in front of them and and so right now it's like, well, they they don't, um, and and so I've been praying that that God would would use this time to to really open the eyes of people, um, and and that it's a time where the, the lies of the evil one uh, cannot reach those people, and and so um, let us, and I'm not saying we're perfect, but let us who who believe in in the one true gospel and that the only way to the fathers through the son uh, and that is a means of grace all powered by the holy spirit that that we would figure out ways to preach the gospel and to love them and serve them um that we would be jesus hands and feet in this time and so i'm it's going to be interesting to see how this movement um comes out on the other side you know with zero gatherings especially as we as we look to easter it's a big weekend um so so that'll be interesting so so praying for that um, and I think just just praying for perseverance. Uh, I think a lot of people are tired, and um, and so just praying that folks would would rest well, that they would find uh, their identity in Christ and and none of the things that they do. So that's a prayer request even for myself. So I'll I'll throw those at you. Yeah. And then lastly, um, you want me to gospel you? <laughs> gospel myself. Um, is the saying I heard from a very wise man that actually lives in New York and planted a church in New York. <laughs> and he said, look, you can't, you can't encourage people if, if you yourself are not encouraged. And I thought that was powerful. And so I would simply say to you, um, in times of uncertainty, hold on to that which is certain. Um, I heard a wise woman say that the other day. And, uh, and, and we're in a season of um, uncertainty. We're in a season of, it feels chaos, chaotic, sorry, it feels chaotic, it feels crazy, it feels like, and I'm not 100% sure what lies on the other side. And so instead of focusing on that, focus on what you do know is is true, will never change. Um, and that is and that is Jesus, that he is seated on his throne, that he's fully in control. Um, and that's one of the beautiful things about our faith. Um, we have a supernatural faith that requires supernatural power because it calls us to uh, believe uh, that God can do that which we ask, uh, that which we pray for, um, and uh, it allows us to continue to believe him even if he chooses not to give us that thing that we're asking for. 
and to also recognize that both those things are for our good. Um, I think that's the real kicker for me at the end is is recognizing that even in the midst of all of this, um, God loves me more than I could ever imagine. And this has not taken him by surprise. Um, he's not pacing back and forth going, what on earth is going on? How did this happen? You know, like the rest of us, because that's what we're doing. Um, he's like, no, 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 I, I am still fully in control. I know what I'm doing. And, um, and, and, and for those, for those who, who love me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm working all of this for your good. And, and so that's kind of what we tell our kids. It's crazy but that we, we preach this to our six-year-old and, and three-year-old. Um, that yeah, like it's crazy, and we can't see your friends, and you can't do that, and you can't do this. But hey, we can we can still pray to God, and we can still trust Him, um, and He still loves us. And and that if it can comfort a six-year-old, um, it should comfort us. And then obviously, yeah, how can I be praying? I think the nearest dearest thing um, to city to city's heart is obviously like helping leaders train right like start and strengthen churches so like we i think the biggest way that you can be praying um for city to city is just that we be really strategic um that we um be supported as we are aiming to support um and even praying for leaders in the cities as well as leaders in our organization that um that we just continue to trust god with all the changes because they're I, I think right now, like I'll hear stories where people are like, you know, I know one person who was affected by COVID um, and they're in good health uh, or questionable health at the moment, but, you know, it's not been fatal or whatever. Um, in my experience, I've lost one person so far. Um, but I think like as time goes on, like those numbers will change, right? Um, and even the assumption, you know, that we'll all be on the other end of this right is kind of it's an interesting one so i think i don't know just like that god will continue to guard our minds and hearts um you know as we're like navigating things we're not sure of and i'm sure that that, that prayer probably extends you know city to city but but probably i think it would extend um beyond just like our organizational prayer i think it's really like we have a very universal need right now um and we're just asking that god would help us as we're trying to help Ona, thank you so much for sharing with us, and we will be praying for you, brother, as uh, as God works through Rooted Fellowship in Pretoria. It's been a real pleasure being able to share space with you and to hear uh, just what's happening in South Africa, to hear how you're innovating, not just in church, but in your home, and how this has been like a really transformational time and continues to be. So we'll continue praying, and I'm thankful that you're praying for us, too. Thank you. Appreciate it and thankful for all that you guys do at City to City. Um, I love you guys and um, yeah, the the world is man just in such a better place because of uh, faithful men and women like you guys. So thank you. <laughs>